Hey guys, it's Derek here with the Choose Recovery Podcast. Man, we're just super excited to continue hosting this local Alaska radio program collaboration with Freedom House with radio station called KFC 93.7 and a couple other affiliated stations throughout the state. And the radio show that Freedom House is doing is called Dose of Hope. And it's the cause that we're super passionate about. Uh, One of the organizations and ministries that we give back to as a brand, many of us that you see behind the Choose Recovery uh, stuff, um, pictures and images and just everything, where a lot of us are involved, most of us actually are involved in Freedom House in various capacities. So it's just a super cool collaboration uh, that the uh, organization and the ministry has had to be able to share the hope of addiction recovery with Alaska. And now we're extending it with this podcast as you guys tuning in, maybe you've tuned to some of these other broadcasts as well, hang throughout the duration of this um, to hear the whole story. Um, It's going to be shared today by one of our friends, Brian. Super awesome just hearing. And as I've personally got to know him as well and just seeing everything that he's going to share on today's episode. By the way, all of these, most of these are also recorded in video and on our YouTube channel. And so you guys can check it out over there as well. Follow us along on that platform as well as all social platforms. So thanks so much, guys. Enjoy today's episode. Drug and alcohol addiction, you may find yourself uh, in that situation right now and wondering, is there a way out and how do you find hope and how do you find help? Well, we're going to have those answers for you today on A Dose of Hope. I'm Tom Steigelman and our host Jennifer Waller in the studio with us once again. And Jennifer, drug and alcohol addiction, probably one of the most uh, common issues that's out there. And we have a special guest in the studio today to tell us about his victory over this. Yes, I'm so excited to be um, sitting right next to one of my staff members at Freedom House. His name is Brian McTeague. You're going to hear a lot from him today. But yeah, drug and alcohol addiction, if you, if it hasn't affected you personally, um, statistics are you know someone that has struggled with it, that has currently struggled with it, or that unfortunately has passed from it. Um, over the last two years, the, statistically, our overdose rates has almost tripled and stats are even coming out for this last 2021 that are just absolutely mind-blowing. Um, I personally know so many lost to um, addiction, whether it be alcohol or opiates or meth. Um, addiction does not discriminate. It comes and tries to kill, still and destroy because the enemy is behind addiction. There's um, a spirit of darkness tied to addiction. And as you're going to hear out of Brian's story, um, a lot of that was what compelled him to know that there is a God and the, and leading to his freedom. But we're excited to continue to be a voice across Alaska that, number one, there is hope from addiction. I myself have 12 and a half years clean and sober from alcohol, um, cigarettes, heroin, pills, Uh, cocaine at the time is what I was into. And so just all of that had chains on me and there is freedom. And we're just going to continue to walk through freedom stories as the weeks go on here on Dose of Hope. So uh, Brian, tell us about you and tell us about your story of victory. So my name is Brian McTighe and uh, I currently live in the Kenai and Soldatna area. Uh, My parents live on the lower Kenai Peninsula and my uh, brother lives over in Hawaii. I enjoy working out and doing things outdoors like hiking, fishing, and camping. Awesome. 
Yeah, so Alaska is perfect fit for you then. Yes, God, yep. God brought you up here. So maybe tell start off with your experience um, of what addiction looked like in your life. Okay. So I was born in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on October 31st, 1981 at Mercy Hospital, three months premature and weighing three pounds and three ounces. I lived in an oxygen tent for the first couple months of my life and was finally able to come home on Christmas Day. At the age of three and a half, my father committed suicide in front of me and my mother. Shortly afterwards, we moved to Northern California, where my mom met my stepdad. My so your life started off as a miracle. I love hearing your story because three months early, you weren't supposed to live, and God had a plan for you even back then. It says that he forms you in your mother's womb, so I just love through your story seeing the hand of God play out through it all. All right, continue on. My parents were arrested when I was seven on drug possession, and uh, I had a brief encounter with the foster care system. At age 11, we moved to Alaska to the lower Kenai Peninsula, and by the age of 13, I started smoking marijuana frequently and drinking occasionally. By 17, I started experimenting with harder drugs like mushrooms and LSD, and on my 17th birthday, while high on LSD, I had a bad trip, which is the first time I had experienced the presence of evil. I saw demon characteristics in the people around me, and I felt like I was in a living hell. I tell you this because by having this experience, I knew in my soul there was something more and greater than this evil I had experienced. At 19, I started using meth, which would alter the course of my whole life for 20 years to come. At 26 years old, I found myself in prison for the first time. I would get out of jail and within months be back to using and selling drugs again. At 33, after almost doing five years in prison, I found myself using and addicted to heroin while living in Anchorage. I lied and stole from the people I loved to keep my secret and continue my addiction. In the end, it cost me everything once again. Lost relationships, more time in jail, and my family ultimately not trusting me. So let me go back. Would you say for you, marijuana was your, a gateway drug? Absolutely. Yes, and that's also part of my story, uh, marijuana being a gateway drug. And so just for those of you listening, even if you're a teenager, um, this is a gateway drug. It just opens the door because being raised as I'm, I'm not going to, I didn't want to grow up and be a drug addict. I didn't want to grow up and be an alcoholic. But when I let my guard down and when you step through that, okay, I'm going to try this seemingly harmless drug, and then it just opens the door to so much more evil and darkness. And so um, with it being legal at a certain age here across the state, parents out there, I would just encourage you to talk to your kids about um, the harm of the, the addiction part of marijuana, that it's not harmless and that there is um, a darkness tied to it. We actually just housed, since we've been open at Freedom House, um, our first resident whose only drug of choice was marijuana. Usually we get kind of a slew of drugs when they list um, their drugs. This one is, that was all they've done, and they lost everything. It's ruined their life. They've, they lost their family, relationships. They were stealing to get it. And so um, I just want to take a minute and just point out the harmful effects of marijuana. Um, but, but why don't you go on to where did your strength come from? So you kind of gave us a snapshot of the darkness of addiction. You spent a lot of time in prison, in and out of prison, um, did you have any overdoses in that 20-whatever years? I did, actually, yeah. Um, the last three years of my addiction, um, I ended up overdosing on uh, what they call a speedball, 
shot and uh, literally, uh, luckily, a couple friends of mine jumped into action because I pretty much sat back in my chair, turned stiff as a board, and was turning purple. And everybody else scattered, of course, and uh, luckily one of my friends jumped in action, grabbed me, dragged me into the shower. They narcanned me twice, and then uh, I woke up pretty much to them rubbing my face in the cold shower, telling me, Brian, we love you, don't die, you know? And yes. so I really believe that that's the only reason I came back to was because of that, yeah, that love, you know? Absolutely. And Narcan, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, is an absolute life-saving device that you could have in your purse or your glove box or your medicine cabinet. Um, it will reverse the effects of an opiate overdose. So even if you have a loved one that's prescribed pain pills, um, I would encourage you to have these um, on you and around you. And you can call our office to get those if you're like, where do I get them? There's so many agencies that distribute them for free. They're easy to use. Um, they won't harm someone. You can't like give someone too much Narcan. And so um, call us at 907-260-3733 if you want to get your hands on Narcan kits. Um, but I'm so thankful that you, your friends, even though mm -hmm. in the dark addiction trap house, had a Narcan kit because you're sitting here clean and sober sharing your testimony because that was used to save your life. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, All right, so, so share with us and our listeners where your strength came from. So at 39 years old, I found myself once again in jail after three years of the darkest part of my addiction. In those three years of complete darkness, there were many times that I truly felt like giving up. Each time I felt like I could no longer go on, God would speak to me through a stranger with an act of kindness and love that would help me hold on for another day. There were many times where I found myself in situations where I was homeless, in the middle of winter, with nowhere to go. I would walk through the night just to stay warm so that I would not freeze to death, praying to God to give me the strength to keep going. Even in the worst part of my addiction, I knew and believed in God, knowing He was keeping me alive. I just didn't know how to stop. Fortunately, God had a plan, and part of that plan was saving me from myself again by putting me in prison. I had been to jail many times before, but this time I was truly grateful to be there. I felt a sense of peace knowing that it was over and that I had a warm place to stay, food to eat, clean clothes, and a shower. At this point, my whole perspective changed. I started looking at the wreckage I had caused in my life, and I was truly ready to surrender. In that prison cell around Christmas of 2020, I laid there and asked God for forgiveness of my sins and asked Jesus to come into my heart. At that moment, I felt a peace and a presence like I had never experienced before. It felt like my whole body was vibrating. I know now that that was the presence of the Holy Spirit, which changed me forever. Awesome. There is strength in the living God. It is so evident in your story. And I know when you were sharing with me yesterday and we were talking about this getting ready for um, sharing today, why don't you tell our listeners one of the outreaches that Freedom House does as a ministry is every year um, community members donate about $1,500 and we get a group of volunteers together. We go purchase items to make up Christmas bag goodie, goodie bags for our local prison. We have about 500 inmates housed out here in Kenai and Wildwood and so we get um, goodie bags. We put 
like testimonies in there. We say, we love you. We don't know who you are, but we know God loves you. We're praying for you. You can do this. Um, give them some cookies and candy and stuff that's approved. And we send them out to Wildwood. And so one of the things that really blessed me is you were a recipient of one of our Christmas bags just a few years ago. Why don't you tell um, our listeners how that made you feel or what that was like? So, yeah, like I said, I was in there around Christmas time, and I had received one of the bags from, uh, you know, that Freedom House was uh, had donated to the prisoners in there. And uh, I was just reading uh, the little um, card that they had in there and just reading some of the, the statements that their uh, residents at the time had put in there and staff members. And uh, it just, you know, I'd heard about Freedom House before from a friend, and it just, uh, it just sparked just this... Uh, inside of me you know just uh that's ultimately what helped me make that decision to come to christ yes that christmas you know yeah because you've seen other people were in darkness and are now walking in light there's yeah. so much hope in that and so why don't we kind of wrap up your story with the piece of hope um tell us what your hope is and how you stay sober and how long you've been sober now okay so since uh being released from jail god has blessed me with so many things he continues to put people in my life that help encourage me to grow in my walk with him. I started getting involved with local churches, recovery meetings in the community, and going on outreaches with Freedom House, and was eventually offered a job as peer support with Freedom House. Today I get the chance to use my past as an example of what God can deliver you from if you just let him. I still face many challenges in my new life, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yes, amen, amen. And so... I, I won't ever forget, um, you had applied for Freedom House as a resident at one point a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I, want, I want to say probably two, two and a half years ago. And I remember being the one to make the phone call um, to interview you um, to see if you were a good fit for our program. You are currently in Homer. And I'm asking you, you know, some of our core questions in that interview is, what's your clean date? How long have you been clean? And and when I asked you that, you were like, oh, um, and you're thinking, and then you just stopped. I could tell you were walking, you were kind of huffing, and you're like, I currently am high, actually. I'm not clean, um, but I want to be clean. And I remember just my heart, like, here's someone that was just like me, trying to reach out. How do I get clean? Um, and I got to watch God literally transform your life from someone walking the streets of Homer, high as a kite, on what you listed, like, we're not talking, um, you know, just marijuana, the gateway drug. You had advanced to IV, heroin, and meth use, and LSD, and all these other drugs. But you knew that, that there was hope out there, and I got to watch God just instill that hope in you. And then when um, the board of directors of Freedom House approved that we could hire two peer supports um, back in October— that was a key piece to the ministry that I knew we needed, um, but just funding-wise, it wasn't— an option until recently, um, God just instantly highlighted, because at that point you were about coming up on your right at 12 months clean and sober. Mm -hmm. You come on volunteer mission trips with us. It was clear to me that you knew God, you wanted to know him more, and you loved people and you wanted to help. And so I, I approached you and said, hey, turn in a resume for this job. Um, you got it in right away. Tell the listeners out there um, what it's like working at a recovery faith-based ministry and maybe your favorite part of the job. Well, it's an absolute blessing. I mean, I never would have thought two years ago when I was uh, doing that interview with you that I would be here today, you know. And so 
just get to um, just have the opportunity just to just to be a part of uh, Freedom House and just to see people's lives, you know, that are coming out of addiction and coming out of prison like I was, you know, just to just to be a part of that and just to help uh, help them in that process, you know, and uh, use my past as just a tool to be able to help them in any way possible, you know. Maybe you're listening to today's program and you're hearing Brian's story and you're thinking to yourself, that sounds just like me. That sounds like my exact situation. Well, make today the day that you're going to make a change and reach out for some help. And you can do that by calling 907-260-3733. That's 907-260-3733. If uh, the staff cannot immediately answer the phone, please leave us a message and we'll give you a call back just as soon as we can. You can also find more information by visiting the Freedom House website at freedomhouse907.com. That's freedomhouse907.com. Um, And across the top of the website there, you'll see a button, uh, email us today. You can click that link right there and uh, send an email in to us as well. And we'll be sure that the Freedom House staff responds to you. Again, our phone number at Freedom House is 907-260-3733. And you know, Jennifer, it is just so exciting to see the way Brian's life has turned around and how God is using him absolutely and brian walks with the light um the light of god radiating out of him he carries a spirit of joy with him we're so honored to have him on the team um and so what would be if there's someone out there listening right now that is possibly struggling in addiction that just happened upon this talk show what what could you say to them or what would you want to say to them someone in an active addiction um i'd say that the there's hope you can find in Jesus and his strength is made perfect in our weakness. No matter what you're going through right now, God has a plan for your life and he loves you. So just don't give up. Yes, that is so good. Do not give up. Reach out again. You can call our main office. Yes, we're located down here in Soldatna, but we have resources and we network across the whole state of Alaska and beyond. Um, If there is treatment that you might need out of state, we will do our best to get you hooked up, to get you there. Um, But the first step, like Brian just said, is you have to reach out. You have to say, you know what? I have a problem. I need help. And we are the perfect place to call because every single staff that's going to answer the phone has been there in addiction, in darkness, has found their way out through freedom in Jesus Christ. And now we are just um, sharing our mess with you guys so that there's a message of hope to reach out. Our number is 907-260-3733. Don't hesitate. Today is the day of your freedom. Reach out. Or if you have a loved one struggling in addiction and you have just been hopeless watching them kill themselves, there is nothing more painful than to watch a loved one, maybe a husband or a child, um, make the choices of death, literally death almost every single day. And so you are not in this alone. On one of our upcoming shows, we're going to actually interview a set a set of parents, which happens to be my parents, um, who had watched five, four four of their five children struggle with the depths of addiction. And you're going to hear from their heart of how hard it was, 
but also how they didn't give up, how they continued to pray them out. And now at this point in time, all four of my, me and all four of us are currently living a life of recovery out of addiction. They have watched the captive be set free. And so I just want to speak hope into a loved one of an addict as well that you can reach out as well. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. We want to give you resources um, and help your loved one find freedom. So Brian, can you go back for a minute when you were first, uh, you know, getting involved, uh, you know, with the drugs and so forth and, and I guess wrap it up as, you know, we come to the end of the story and how you're on the road to recovery and still um, doing that process. Tell us uh, about the family impact that this had, um, you know, as Jennifer was referring to uh, what her parents had experienced. Uh, what was that like for your parents and how have those relationships healed? Oh, yeah. So um, <clears throat> my addiction, pretty much my parents, um, they wrote out my addiction with me for longer than most probably would have. Um, you know, they, lots of prison sentences, um, you know, but finally at one point, you know, after I got out of prison in 2016 and I was off of uh, probation and parole and I went immediately back to doing drugs again, and my parents, my mom especially was like, I'm, I'm done with you, you know, like I just can't do this anymore, you know. They had hopes of me getting off of probation and parole that things were going to be different, you know. I just did another almost two-year sentence, um, you know, and just spiraled right back into it. And so at that point they did, you know, what any parent eventually has to do. They had to, you know, turn their kind of push me away, you know, and let me figure it out for myself, you know. Um you know, it caused a lot of pain between both of us, you know, a lot of uh, resentments for a while. But, uh, you know, when I finally um, went back to jail and, and been released up here now and uh, am doing well, you know, that God has completely restored that relationship with my family. And uh, my mom's very proud of me today, you know, just wants me to just keep doing what I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, God can restore those broken relationships yeah, and I th and I think that's the key point right there. Yeah. And you know, that's also the point of the problem: a dose of hope. I mean, if somebody finds themselves in this addiction lifestyle right now, um, you know, there is a chance for those family relationships to be healed. Because I, you know, I've seen it too. You know, in different aspects of our family, uh, people who've dealt with addiction and how those bridges you think that you've burned them forever, uh, but you know what? God can restore all of us and uh, heal anything. And I think that's a key point. And that's why I love the Freedom House ministry, um, because you all have been through it. I mean, this isn't somebody, you know, I could have some sort of an impact on somebody, for example. Um, but, you know, I haven't been through, you know, I've never used drugs or something like that. Um, so I think when somebody is seeking out hope, they're looking for people who've been through this. And that's one of the great things they can find at Freedom House is, some, is people who can relate, people who get it. I'll get it to some level, but not as deep as you all. And I think it's a tremendous ministry. Yes, absolutely. And my staff are so um, transparent, vulnerable, um, and we're excited to share. Our whole staff will be sharing in one of these episodes of what we do at the ministry, a little piece of our story. But there's eight of us that are going to be on the show in one of these upcoming weeks that – um, you're going to hear, we've been there, done it, and God has set us free, redeemed, and restored us all. So don't forget out there, if you're um, just tuning in, we want to encourage you to know God, to make him known, and to keep shining on.
So, Jennifer, uh, before we wrap up today's program, uh, tell us a little bit more about Freedom House and maybe what you expect to see happening or that you're praying for or something on your vision board for the next uh, three to five years. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would love uh, an employment piece to the ministry has been on my are on my heart, but also the board's heart for the last um, 18 months or so. And so I'm pursuing something like a, opening a coffee shop here. Um, where our residents, between both houses, we have about 17 residents, and some of them are on um, felony probation or they have restrictions where it's really hard for them to get um, employment. And so I would love to open a shop of some sort to employ our residents, to train them, to teach them, to give them when they move out onto their own, they can have on a resume, hey, I worked at this job for six months. I showed up, there's proof, I've got a reference now, Um, because a lot of them come in with zero references, no background, so we can do the whole, you know, turn in a resume, we're going to do a sit-down interview, we're going to employ you to see um, if you show up when you're supposed to show up, and then that's just going to give them another tool to make it out there in the real world. So definite employment piece is on my heart, and then also over at our men's house, um, I would love to build a freedom garage attached to the building, just a, a shop area where these guys can, especially in the dark, long winter months here in Alaska, where they can tinker on things, where they can change, you know, summer tires to winter tires, um, help out single moms that we have with oil changes, just just easy stuff that a lot of our men are super talented. We have like men that can whittle something beautiful out of a piece of wood or our men that can build beautiful furniture and chairs or end tables out of wood. They just, we just need a space for them to um, create and to help the community. And so a freedom garage and a coffee shop, you know, those would be awesome to see God bring to fruition in the next few years. Brian, uh, before we go, we only have just a few minutes left. Um, you know, maybe there is a guy who's out there listening right now. He's in the exact same shoes that you were in five years ago. What would you say to them? Um, just don't give up hope, you know. Um, in those times of darkness, you know, what got me through was uh, just praying, praying to mm-hmm. God, yep. you know. Good. And uh, so I'd just say don't lose hope and lean on God. Yeah. And then uh, as far as taking that first step, uh, what would you encourage them to do? Um, I would just reach out to somebody like Freedom House or, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere, a church or somewhere up here, you know, that where you could get help and uh, get plugged in with people who actually care, you know. Yeah, and that's the that's the key there, taking that first step, reaching out. Again, Jennifer, uh, if somebody wants to call Freedom House and uh, get some help or maybe they know somebody that needs help and they just need a little direction, uh, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, give us a call at our main office. Um, The number is 907-260-3733. Or check out our website. We have a ton of information on there as well with pictures and donate buttons and um, our application. Everything's online. Our website is freedomhouse907.com. That's freedomhouse907.com. Well, if there's been something that you've heard on today's program that has uh, maybe um, made you think a little bit, maybe it's uh, helped you make a decision that you need to reach out and get some help. Again, we encourage you to call 907 
260-3733-907-260-3733 or go to the Freedom House website at freedomhouse907.com and then there's a button on the upper right corner that says email today. Uh, you can click on that button and it'll create a link for you so that you can send an email directly to Freedom House. Maybe you're in a situation where it's not you that's having the uh, alcohol or drug addiction, uh, but it's somebody else that you know. Maybe it's somebody in your family. Maybe it's a close friend. Well, you can call Freedom House also, and they will be there to pray with you and uh, hopefully get you some advice to point you in the right direction about how you can approach this subject with your loved one. Call us today, 907 260 3733. Of course, on the website, you also have the opportunity to financially support Freedom House, and you can do that by going to freedomhouse907.com and clicking on the donate button. Maybe you want to do a one time gift, or maybe you want to do a monthly gift. You can do both options on the Freedom House website. And when you do make that gift of support, there's an area there where you can click a button to send a message to the staff. Please let us know what radio station you're listening to a dose of hope on that'll help us continue this broadcast right here on this radio station and again if you need help in any way maybe you just need prayer uh, about how to approach somebody who's going through an addiction right now we are there to help we're there to pray with you and we are there to get you connected to the resources that you need again the phone number at freedom house is 907 260 3733. Well, that will do it for today's broadcast. For Jennifer Waller, I'm Tom Steigelman, and thanks so much for listening to A Dose of Hope.